welcome to the Spiritual Awakenings podcast. I'm David Lorimer, co-editor of a new book, Spiritual Awakenings, Scientists and Academics Describe Their Experiences. It's published by the Academy for the Advancement of Post-Materialist Sciences and is available in paperback and Kindle editions. In this series of weekly podcasts, we'll be sharing the 57 original essays together with introductions and epilogue from my co-editor, Professor Marjorie Willicott. We hope you enjoy them. Part 5. STEs Triggered by Psychedelic Experiences Descriptions of spiritual experiences that have occurred through the use of psychedelics have been a part of our human written history for millennia, as these plants have been used as sacramental tools across cultures. For example, Sanskrit texts talk about the legendary Soma, part of Indian sacramental lore, which was possibly an extract of a hallucinogenic mushroom. And the ancient Greeks, in the Eleusinian mystery rites, have been said to create a drink which may have included wheat infected with a fungus closely related to LSD. In addition, research on the spiritually transformative experiences associated with psychedelic use has increased during the last century, with individuals such as Aldous Huxley, Willis Harman, Roland Griffiths, and Stanislav Grav being some of the leading contributors to this movement. In this group of essays, individuals who had taken psychedelics, also called entheogens, report the most exceptional and transformative experiences of their lives. After multiple experiences with psilocybin, an author reports, these experiences were the most ecstatic, most cognitively marvelous, most existentially satisfying experiences of my life. And at the time and afterward, I realized that this was the most important and most transformative experience of my life. And 50 years later, I still feel the same way. One author who only ingested it a single time reports, Not too long after ingesting the psychedelic, I began a meditation practice, starting practicing yoga, and learned about energy medicine. My research ever since has been focused on the intersection between spiritual practices, health, and consciousness, with a focus on underlying mechanisms guiding healing and transformation. Interestingly, research on the change in brain states associated with psilocybin ingestion shows that it appears to act in a way that is very similar to that seen when individuals enter into deep states of meditation. After psilocybin ingestion, activity of the default mode network, which is associated with the narratives or stories we create about ourselves and our relation to the world, and is often considered the source of our egoic identity, is substantially reduced. This quieting of the mind's narratives and the correlated brain areas appears to result in an expansion of awareness beyond the normal default state. As with deep states of meditation, persons often experience a profound transformation of worldview. With terminal cancer patients, for example, losing their anxiety about the diagnosis and their fear of death. 
Some individuals have strong opinions concerning both the advantages and disadvantages of the use of psychedelics. You might ask yourself where you stand now and again after you read the essays. A Glimpse Beyond the Veil and Seven Years of Transformation by Oliver Robinson My spiritual path has been evolving since I was in my early 20s through many experiences and practices. In January 2015, aged 38, I attended a three-day ayahuasca retreat in the Netherlands. And it was, by a distance, the most spiritually transformative experience of my life. I understand the reservations that people have around psychedelics as a portal to transcendental experiences, and I have reservations too. Using a pharmacological agent to move beyond the confines of normal waking consciousness comes with risk. Juxtaposed against that risk is my understanding now that ayahuasca is a spiritual catapult, and for those willing to take on the existential g-force of being shot out of the physical realm for a matter of hours, it is one of the great transformative agents. The transformation that it sparks continues for years after the experience itself. The passages that follow combine two short extracts from the report I wrote several days after the retreat and a later reflection. I focused on the love I have for my wife, imagined holding her close, and this appeared in the vision as a light in my chest. The love I was feeling in my chest expanded into an even more intense form as I was shown my unborn child, my wife was 14 weeks pregnant at the time, as a baby girl in my arms. We didn't know the sex of the baby at this point, a scan a month later confirmed it was a girl. I sobbed out loud with love for this baby for what seemed like hours, and with my tears I was finally released from darkness into light. I was still in realms of total and overwhelming otherness. Now that love and peace were present as the core of the experience, far more order and symmetry were manifest in the visions. The higher worlds that I had emerged into were spectacular. Impossible to describe properly in language, they were constantly shifting spaces of symmetry-laced geometrical surfaces and structures like part mechanical, part organic crystalline cities interlaced with animals, birds, semi-human forms and deity-type figures. This was no hallucination. It was not a fragmentary perceptual intrusion. I was in these perfectly formed, hyper-complex worlds for hours, repeating to myself over and over, never forget this, never forget this. Every time I tried to understand what was going on by way of the rational refrains of why and how, I was informed of something like, ha, puny human, you cannot understand this. This is far beyond human comprehension. I felt during the experience that if I were a million times more intelligent than I am now, then I still would not understand it. I was shown the nature of my spirit body and the heart centre within this body. What I was shown was that in the spirit body, which is the same shape as the physical body but appears as a coloured lattice of pure energy and information, uh, the heart is a 
ball of loving light that is located in the center of the chest. I was informed that our task as human beings is to learn how to love and live from this heart center so that its light and love shines and emanates in our dealings with others and the world. Now the shift that came from this experience was profound. A central realization was that the intellect can only take us so far. We can theorize scientifically about the nuts and bolts functioning of the physical realm, but in understanding the transcendental, we can experience, but not explain. The processes that undergird the transcendental order are millions of times too complex for human cognition. It's a bit like a fruit fly trying to reverse engineer a supercomputer. No chance. Philosophically speaking, I'd already moved beyond materialism, but it's one thing following an argument to a conclusion that consciousness is primary, and quite another knowing it from experience. I knew in a direct agnostic sense from that point onwards that human consciousness is not confined to the brain or body and that one can leave the physical body while retaining an individuated sense of being an observing subject. In terms of behavioural changes following the retreat, the seed that had been implanted in my heart started to take root. The growth was gradual. I started to overcome my workaholic tendencies, which in turn were fueled by the pervasive myth that work success is the way that one finds meaning in life. I started to realize that I was carrying post-traumatic stress symptoms from my time at boarding school that I was not aware of until this point. I commenced the slow peeling away of layers of defense mechanisms that were held together by a superiority complex and a neurotic need to be liked. I did two years of psychoanalytic psychotherapy following the retreat and commenced a dream diary and Jungian dream work. A further four years on, I'm still shedding fragments of trauma that were locked into my body and causing me chronic pain for well over 20 years. I am still moving more of myself into the light of consciousness and integrating bit by bit. It is an inherently slow process just as jigsaws can only be solved one piece at a time. Thanks so much for downloading the Spiritual Awakenings podcast. Do join us for the next episode.